Hey everyone and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Rambling Gamers podcast. My name is Adam and I am here as always with Matt and we are here to ramble on about the latest video game news along with several other topics ranging from our gaming opinions to news about upcoming nerdy movies and TV shows. If you guys are liking the show and want to stay up to date, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin' Gamers. Also, please share this with a friend. We're trying to build the audience so that we can continue to do what we love and grow our show. But before we get into our show today, how are you doing today, Matt? Um, bad. Why? So, you, the PlayStation 5 comes out on the 12th, correct? Uh, this, as far as I know. Not for me, it doesn't. Mine's not shipping mm. until the 19th. I know I wrote it down later in the show, but I just want to get it out of the way now. That after all these reviews and embargoes, are, or the embargoes were lifted and the reviews are coming out, and I'm going to have to wait an extra week, barring a miracle from baby Bezos. But it is what it is. Um, super, Still super excited, just in general, for, for all this stuff to start coming out. Oh, for sure. And that is pretty much 100% of what we're going to be talking about today is the upcoming new generation uh, with the PlayStation Xbox consoles launching here in the next uh, week, basically. Yeah, this this episode will be out on the day the Xbox Series X comes out. So. Mm-hmm. so before we go forward anymore, let's look back. So Matt, the first thing we want to discuss today is... The past couple months, the lead up into the next generation, who mm-hmm. has done the hype right? Who has done it the best? Who do you think has had the better run up yeah. to their new console? It's a it's a little difficult to say because um, the the first that the first thing I remember of this kind of run into the next next generation of consoles was uh, at the video game awards last year, seeing the Xbox Series X reveal and seeing what it looked like. And everyone was very disappointed with the way it looked, but still, I was once I saw that, I was like, "Wow, I can't wait for next gen." As we moved along, coronavirus happened, and we started getting news slower and slower. Um, I was really looking forward to the PS5, and then Mark Cerny came out and did that boring tech review. Which I mean, don't get me wrong; it was interesting to to see. Um, what was going to be in the new console. But basically what it was was a, a basically an hour of him saying that the PlayStation 5 was going to load things fast. Um, mm-hmm. So for the, for the first thing to hear about the PlayStation 5 is an hour talk of that, I was like, all right, this is kind of boring. Um, but, I mean, advancing even further with the June showcase for PlayStation 5, they blew it out of the water. I thought that was probably the best event of any of the events leading up to these releases. Xbox's event with was a little underwhelming in my opinion, but they still had some heavy hitters. Halo Infinite didn't look too good, but I'm still just genu- genuinely excited for that game. Um, Fable looks good. It's, I mean, it's a that's a long way out. It's one of my favorite games as a kid, but it's it's kind of hard to throw that into the to the mix because it's just it, we have no solid release date. I would predict 2022 at the very earliest. But Avowed looks good as well. Um, but I would say they they had a pretty pretty even amount, but I think I think the introduction of Game Pass and the improvements that Xbox has made to Game Pass, I would honestly say Xbox has slightly edged in front of of PlayStation for for the who had the better mm-hmm. run up to the generation. 
because PlayStation's messaging with backwards compatibility and everything has been a little inconsistent. You really don't know. Like I bought this $500 console not knowing 100% what I was getting. Um, but that's down to, I think they have the better games at launch, which is why I'm putting my trust in that. Mm-hmm. And PlayStation has been pretty consistent with all their consoles. But dude, that June presentation that Sony held was amazing. I'm glad to see mm-hmm. them kind of going the route that Nintendo did, where they kind of back away from more like revealing games to the press and more like making presentations for like their fans of just showing games. Um, and they, I know E3 didn't happen, but they weren't going to be at E3. Mm-hmm. So that they already had this presentation lined up. Whereas Xbox, I feel like they were going to show things off at E3, and then E3 was canceled because of COVID. So they also kind of went the route later in the summer of just having like a, a digital presentation of like games and showing off the console and everything. And both both those presentations were pretty strong. You definitely got a good idea of what the console, how it plays, the games that were coming uh, in the launch window. But like PlayStation's was definitely better in terms of those two. I, events. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think Xbox was a little taken aback at how like how many games PlayStation announced. That aren't coming out like years from now. Like they had release dates. I think the latest release date they had was 2022, which is only two years away. So I don't mm-hmm. think Xbox was expecting that. And I think that's why they added a couple games in there. Because the State of Decay 3 they didn't give a release date for. Fable they didn't give a release date for. Avowed they didn't give a release date for. There are a lot of games coming out in this next year for PlayStation. Which is, uh, that presentation was phenomenal like like you said um another good thing though a little check mark in xbox's box is bethesda them purchasing bethesda which changes mm-hmm. the whole landscape for for software for these consoles and them just with the game pass improvements with them already adding doom eternal um celeste i saw was coming to game pass um mm-hmm. very soon and also ea play being added which means um, a, a, an EA game, just Jedi Fallen Order, is now coming to Game Pass. I want to say around launch day for the Xbox Series X. So they, their Game Pass is essentially salve. I wouldn't say salvage the console, but without Game Pass, you'd be kind of looking at another disappointing next generation start for Xbox. And it's and it's looking like they're going to do well because Game Pass is an incredible deal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they uh, Xbox One had a very very weak start i mean a lot of a lot of consoles kind of do but play mm-hmm. playstation historically has had very big successful launches mm-hmm. um so i think now looking ahead at who's going to have the better actual launch it, it's i feel like just going off of like history and past console releases i think it's going to be playstation they have the better launch games they have more launch games um and I just feel like they have more of that install base already of people who are fans of the systems and are looking mm-hmm. forward to the new one. Whereas Xbox is kind of marketing themselves towards people who might not be ready to get one right away at launch. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. So if, if we're talking like in the terms of who's going to win the, and I'm going to put quotes around this because I think it's dumb, console war. And we're going to define console wars by who's going to sell more consoles. 
I think it's hard to give Xbox that advantage, considering none of their systems have ever sold more than uh, their head-to-head competitor, which is PlayStation. Um, the closest being uh, the Xbox 360 with the PlayStation 3, only being about three, three or four million apart. Um, but the Xbox One really faltered from that, and the PlayStation 4 kind of blew it out of the water. But I mean, it, it it's hard to say definitively because they're both taking such different approaches to this generation. But if you had, like we're doing, you're asking my opinion for like a couple, uh, essentially six days before the consoles come out. I'm predicting about seven years into the future. I would say PlayStation Five is going to sell the outsell the Xbox Series X and S. But who knows? I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just like historically, you look at like like the top four best-selling consoles of all time are like probably all PlayStation consoles. So they already have like a huge yeah, install yeah. base of PlayStation fans that are in the next seven years probably going to get a PS5. So like already there, you have at least like a hundred million people that are going to adopt yeah. the new console. I agree, and I think also we're going to see, with just the rise in gaming in general, I think we're going to see a lot of people who get both. I've, personally, since the since the PlayStation 2, I've had every console, bar every PlayStation or Microsoft console, or Xbox console, barring the original Xbox, I plan on buying them both this generation. I think you're kind of in the same boat, where you'd be looking at a PlayStation 5 physical and a Xbox Series S. I think that's what you and I had talked about. So I think we're going to see a lot more people getting both. Um, then so I, I could see it being a much more even playing field as opposed to just one console completely blowing out the other like we saw in this past one mm-hmm. especially with that cheaper model yeah xbox it is, and in game pass it's really accessible so i i think the xbox series x slash s is definitely going to do better than the xbox one did but like how up in the ranks of playstation is it going to be like i'm i'm just not really sure right now just based on um like the games yeah but another another question we can take into account is who's going to sell more this holiday season and just for the funsies of it we'll throw the switch into it as well i know i have my answer but what do you think is going to sell more hmm between the playstation and the xbox probably the playstation because i i feel like i'm seeing a lot more people kind of fighting to get a playstation right now and this Mm -hmm. could be barring if there's like supply issues with the PlayStation, yeah. which like they say there isn't, but like there could be in terms of like Black Friday, like holiday stuff, it could be like a hard console to find, which would affect its numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just alone based off what we said, I'd like the PlayStation would sell more. But I mean, if the Xbox is more accessible and easy to find just this holiday season, then it could be kind of a technicality there. Let's let's throw the Switch into it though. Do you think the Switch will outsell both of them? See, that's hard because the Switch is a hot selling console still after being on the market for three years. They're reporting mm-hmm. big profits on the Switch, and that could easily go into like Black Friday and the holiday season. But like putting it up against like a new console launch, that's kind of hard. I, I agree. However, the, the only thing I'll say is that. PlayStation and Xbox, we know that they're going to have a very limited supply. PlayStation has already said that on launch day, you are not going to be able to find the console in a store. Like They have all been pre-ordered. All of them online have been pre-ordered. If you want a PlayStation 
this November, you're not going to find one if you don't have one pre-ordered. I would, I don't know for sure on this. I haven't seen anything on Xbox saying that. If I had to guess, it's going to be the same for Xbox. Also, another mm-hmm. thing to look at, Nintendo only, uh, the Switch only being $300, that thing has been selling like gangbusters. That thing is going, that thing's flying off the shelf. If Personally, if I had to guess, and also PlayStation and Xbox are limited to how many they have. So Nintendo can sell like they're not Nintendo the Switches most likely aren't going to sell out. They aren't gonna they aren't gonna run out. It's not gonna be it's gonna be difficult to find it just because it's the holiday season and Black Friday and everything like that. It's not like you're gonna it's a surefire thing walking into a store. You're gonna have a switch. But we can say for certain that you're not gonna be able to walk into a store and find a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X. That's why, personally, for me, I think it's going to be really close between all three. But this holiday season, if I had to guess, I think the Switch is going to out, outsell them both. But in the in the next couple of years, PlayStation and Xbox will will do better on the holiday mm-hmm. season. I'm just saying, like like the initial sales boom of a console launch. Like I I don't know if Nintendo's like holiday sales boom is going to be able to meet. Mm-hmm. That. But, that, I mean, and that's true. I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, that's just hard, but it's still pretty impressive that the Switch in its third year and like one holiday season might sell as much as like a brand new console. Like they're clearly doing mm-hmm. very good sales wise with the Switch. And and another thing to look at as well is of the three um consoles that can be sold this this holiday season. It really looks like PlayStation's the only one out there who's putting out like heavy hitter games. If if I mean I would consider mm-hmm. Miles Morales and Demon Souls heavy hitting games. Nintendo isn't really I mean, Super Mario 3D All Stars is out there, but that's kind of that's already been out for a couple months now. It's still gonna don't get me wrong, it's still gonna sell well, along with Animal Crossing is gonna sell really well as well. But it's not that new game and Xbox, like we said. First off, they're not going to sell many games anyways because they have Game Pass. Second of all, mm-hmm. they don't really have anything new coming out, especially because the medium, we just saw that today, actually, right before we started recording, got pushed off. It was, I think it was scheduled to come out December 10th, and I want to say it got pushed till uh, sometime in January, January 24th. I want to wow. say I could be wrong on that date. So they could be scared of Cyberpunk now, encroaching in on their territory. That that could that that's true. If it was supposed to come out on December tenth, they might have just delayed it anyways because of how successful the cyberpunk is expected to be. But the, I didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. That's a that's a good point you brought up. Yeah, and I mean we could talk about this another time, but Nintendo definitely doesn't have any like big titles coming out the next few mm-hmm. months. Um, but I mean they do really rely on those. They call them the evergreen titles, like Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Animal Crossing, Pokemon, just like if anyone gets a new console, a new Switch in the next few months, like they're going to be getting those games and adding to the sales of those games just because they're so accessible. And so exactly I that's that's those are the games that when a parent goes out and buys their kid a Switch, those are the games they're going to get for their kid because they're going to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. Mario Kart that I hear that come up a lot. Um Animal Crossing is one of the most popular. It is the probably the highest selling game this year, if I had to guess. Maybe only Modern Warfare oh, yeah. is outselling it, but um, yeah, those are the. They're, they're st- Nintendo's going to have a very good holiday, regard, uh, even in, in spite of them having 
uh, uh, no new games really coming out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I feel like the smart thing for them, although they don't really need it, would to be kind of the... Their, their strategy this year, and I know we, I said I would talk about this later, but it's kind of coming up now. Their, their strategy right now of kind of like announcing a game and then releasing it like two months later, it's like it seems to be working for them, I guess, but I just... It'd be nice if they kind of really showed off like, hey, like it's been a slow year, but this is what we got in the works for mm-hmm. next year. And I, I feel like the, yeah. the sooner they do that, I mean, that could really boost their holiday sales if people and, are kind of on the fence about a Switch. But hey, I can get one now, play Zelda and like Mario Kart and Smash now, and then have these like big heavy hitter games coming out in like the next eight to 12 months that I'll be able to get. And and who knows? Like like you said, maybe the, because the the Xbox and the the PlayStation are coming out, maybe they they have these games ready to show off, but they don't want to throw it into the mix with PlayStation and Xbox right now and have it potentially get buried between b- between all these games that are coming out within the next couple months or so. When they can just wait until the beginning of next year, maybe mid next year, let the hype die down a little bit, and then come out with maybe. Maybe they show off a new Super Mario Odyssey. Maybe they show off the Breath of the Wild that's supposed to come out. Who knows? I like I, I, they that that would be a smart thing to do because you don't really want like we were saying with the medium not wanting to get buried by Cyberpunk. If if some if Switch were to if Nintendo were to come out and announce a game that's coming out in a year and a half or two years in the middle of all this next gen hype and just at the release of all these next gen consoles, it, it could be kind of forgotten and that would be. I, that would be sad it would it wouldn't the hype wouldn't be built up quite as much as it would be at, if they were announced at a different time mm-hmm, for sure and like they, they're they saying as of right now they see the switch as being halfway through its lifespan mm-hmm. whereas xbox and playstation are at the beginning of their console's lifespan so they're they're in kind of a weird spot where um they released the Switch kind of in the middle of Xbox and PlayStation's last generation. So they, they've really kind of like offset themselves. So they don't really have to compete with like the initial like launch lineup stuff. And now they're mm-hmm. just kind of they're kind of coasting in the middle of their generation. So they can definitely afford to kind of take a few months and let that whole situation settle and then like come back for a strong finish to their console's lifespan exactly and it's with them being in the middle of it and just nintendo being nintendo and kind of doing their own thing compared to playstation xbox they're in a great spot where when we talk about uh who's gonna win the console war we don't even like people will say oh playstation's not gonna be successful oh xbox i'm not gonna be successful for this reason we all know that whatever nintendo does barring the wii u the wii u is a is a outlier they are good at what they yeah, they are good at what they do, and if they continue on the track that they're on with the Switch, they're going to be, they just, they know what they're doing. They're kind of a separate market, almost, from the Xbox and PlayStation. I feel like, like, a lot of people, and you're you're one of them, where you have an Xbox and a Switch, and I see myself, at, like, in the near future, owning a PlayStation and a Switch, as opposed to maybe owning a PlayStation and Xbox. I feel like mm-hmm. people are more likely to have a Switch as their secondary console versus maybe uh if if as opposed to maybe having like the the xbox or the playstation as their secondary console mm-hmm. yeah that's true like nintendo has definitely made it clear that they don't really see 
Xbox and PlayStation as like direct competitors, as like mm-hmm. they really need to be in like a console war. Yeah. Um, and like you're right, their their goal doesn't seem to be for people to own a Nintendo console instead of an Xbox console. They mm-hmm. want to like really broaden their market and make it so that people who own Xbox and PlayStation consoles also want to own a Switch. Exactly. That, and that they're really doing, they're, they're doing a great job at that. Well. All right. So the past little bit we've been talking more kind of realistic expectations. Uh, realistic predictions just based on the past and how they've kind of been setting themselves up but let's let's get bold here matt and i know you're you're more on the playstation side of things what what are some bold predictions you have for the ps5 okay so i just want to preface this by saying me stating these predictions are they aren't things that i think are going to happen they're things that I'm saying so that way in f- four or five years from now, maybe at the end of the life cycle, I can pull this up and say, look at, haha, I, I picked this. These are just a shot in the dark. I don't have any sources or anything telling me this. This is just me speculating. This is all pure speculation. And are you ready for this? This is my big one. I'm, I'm holding on. I think Disney is going to buy Sony. And just in general, making all the Disney properties Sony properties, meaning Star Wars is now a, a Sony property. Marvel is now would be a Sony property. And in doing that, that kind of puts Sony back in the market to make big purchases. Like Xbox is able to purchase Bethesda because it's not Xbox getting all the, like making all that profit necessarily. Microsoft's, Microsoft's the breadwinner right there. If Disney were to purchase Sony... Disney would be the breadwinner for Sony, and that's gonna. Uh, uh, I know I've said in the past that this that Bethesda buying, um, I'm sorry, Microsoft buying Bethesda might kind of get rid of the exclusives game. If Disney were to buy Sony, it would go right back to it, and we'd be seeing Sony make good, like huge game developing per- purchases. Um, in saying that, it's probably not probably it is a less than one percent chance of that happening um especially because didn't disney recently they they got rid of their gaming division correct they did yeah so so it kind of looks like they're heading away from that idea but these this is a you asked me for my bold prediction that's my bold prediction how do you feel about that see it's like it's a bold prediction but i can't help but think kind of like rationally it's like is sony right now too big of a company for them to buy because like sony makes movies video games like uh electronics entertainment equipment it's like they it's a big company and is that they bought fox to be fair who's doing pretty much all of those things except video games i would say that they're probably they probably make more more movies and they have television as well i i wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that i don't think that's necessarily the reason why i think the reason why is that disney doesn't see um profit in, in gaming anymore and i think they showed that by getting rid of their gaming division hmm. i don't know that one's kind of scary to think about i mean this Dis- disney will buy anything that they want they have the money to and yeah. they've shown in the past and just in recent years they bought star wars they've bought marvel they've bought fox um 
what is it? I don't even National Geographic. I'm just looking at the picturing the Disney Plus screen. If I'm being honest, <laughs> National. I don't know if that was previously their property, but if it wasn't, they bought that. Like mm-hmm. they, they're willing to shell out the big bucks for things they think they can make money on. Yeah, and I suppose it's kind of like a um, just like an avalanche. Like they keep buying bigger and bigger properties. They can afford mm-hmm. bigger and bigger properties. So exactly, and with the rise in gaming, we've seen due to this. Due to people being stuck at home and realizing, hey, movies are are really immersive, but video games I actually get to like control these movie characters almost. I think you're seeing a lot of people who are new to video games due to this, due to everyone being stuck at home and there being no one, nothing else to do. And people are like, wow, these are these are great. This isn't just just this isn't just some stupid arcade game that I played when I was a kid or something like that. They're like, these are like movie experiences now. These are these are experiences I don't think I could get in, in real life, and I'm getting them sitting in my home. But mm-hmm. And I mean, just Sony games being backed by Disney money alone, that'd be, that'd be pretty impressive. And, and you, if, if that were to happen, you could maybe see them go the same route as Xbox, doing a subscription-based service for their, for their games, which I do think is the future of video games. I think this might be the last console generation where we see uh, a prominent use of physical games. I think the the likes of GameStop and the, they're on the down and down, and I don't see them. I don't see it getting better for them. I I can see mm-hmm. it going worse a lot fast, a lot faster. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that we're kind of near the end of um, like physical games. Because. Um, you you think about the switch and they went with cartridges because you know the cart cartridges mm-hmm. uh, are now kind of more powerful than discs. They hold more, uh, like less load times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just for like a dedicated home console like a PlayStation Six, you know, theoretically, I don't really see them kind of going with like cartridges or anything. It's probably just all going to be digital. I I I agree with that. They might they I I can see them still including the disc drive, um, and still selling physical games but i think as this generation goes on we're going to be seeing less and less of that and it would not surprise me to see the digital editions sell more than the place than the the standard edition over the course of the life cycle i know at the beginning of it we're going to see a lot of um, standard editions sold compared to digital editions because there Mm -hmm. there's people the people who buy consoles at launch are hardcore gamers and there's people they're people who collect video games i i wouldn't call myself hardcore gamer but i did buy a physical of a a, a standard edition because i want to be able to play movies on it i want to be able to own i want to be able to own my games um i'm a big i'm a big fan of being able to like own my media and recently i've gotten into that more because i've been roommates with you adam um i've started purchasing records because it's cool it's cool to own your own media but it looks like we're kind of getting away from that in video games Mm-hmm. yeah and even like you brought up movies it's like that's a big thing for me is having a disc drive so i can play like dvds and blu-rays but like mm-hmm. i don't know those are probably going to be obsolete in the not so distant future yes. too. because you you can go on amazon and pay like seven dollars for uh like a like an hd copy of a movie that's just all digital and you can just load it up like a just kind of like a Netflix mm-hmm. or a Hulu, just kind of subscription service. You just kind of pay for whatever movies you want. It's all digital. It's all right there. It's in a cloud. It's not taking up space on your console. 
I, I 100% agree. Do you have any bold predictions for, for the PlayStation 5 or anything like that? See, it, it's hard for me to come up with bold predictions for either of these consoles. Um, hmm. I, like, you asked me that, and I'm thinking more along the terms of, like, games. Like, kind of what heavy hitter mm-hmm. games they're going to have. Yeah. Which, for me, the heavy hitter games are going to be the ones that surprise me. Like, like a new Halo game, they announce it. Like, it's not a bold prediction. It's, it'll, it'll pro- it might be good, but it's not, like, a bold thing to really mm-hmm. envision if you can predict it. Um, and, and it's, it, I see what you're saying. It, it's hard to, like, like at the beginning of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One generation, if we had gone back, you wouldn't have sat here saying, I predict, like, Horizon Zero Dawn is going coming out. Like, you aren't going to be able to predict a new IP, basically. Mm-hmm. With, without rumors, of course. If, if there's rumors to back it up, you can, obviously, but. I, I do have a bold prediction for Xbox as well. Let's hear it. Um, I'm gonna everything I said before my PlayStation prediction applies to this. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think this one is more likely than my PlayStation one. With the lead up to both of these consoles launch, I think we've seen a a a big focus on PlayStation wanting to sell PlayStation fives and Xbox wanting to sell Game Pass, not necessarily wanting to sell consoles. Obviously, every console they sell, they're gonna be they're gonna be happy that they sell it. But if you're a PlayStation gamer, um. And they're like, hey, cool, you want to play your games on PlayStation? That's great. Buy Game Pass on your phone. You can play mobile. Buy it on your PC. You can play on your PC. I think that this is going to be the last piece of Microsoft gaming hardware. I think this will be the last Xbox. That's Well, that's what I'm predicting. I don't actually think that. But, and, I, and he, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Y- you would agree that this is, that, that, in the lead up to this console launch, Xbox is more concerned with selling Game Pass than they are consoles. Yes. So let's just say that they didn't sell consoles anymore. If that were the case, could you see Xbox Game Pass coming to PlayStation? PlayStation, no. Nintendo consoles, yes. See, I, I do I, I completely agree with that. Um but also, at that point, if you aren't selling hardware anymore, you might as well just capitalize on the PlayStation gamers as well. So you might as well just throw it on there, even if they brand it as Microsoft Game Pass instead of Xbox Game Pass. Um, I, I put it on PlayStation because we already know that that these companies don't sell a whole lot of... They don't make a lot of money on consoles. They sell them at either a loss or a, or break even they very rarely rarely sell them for a, a profit and if they do it's towards the middle to end of the generation when the when the hardware is cheaper mm-hmm. if if and i'm just gonna look at these numbers real quick playstation i feel like i'm at i feel like i'm on like cnn talking about like districts and everything with the theme of the election going on let's take a look at these numbers but <laughs> playstation 4 sold 112.1 million and they these s these estimates are of like a week ago when i uploaded this document um, and the Xbox One sold 50 million. Now I'm just gonna do do some quick math here. Game Pass Ultimate, I think, is $15 a month, which I think is more likely. 112.1 times 15. Oh, oh my bad, it's gotta be 112 million times 15. We're talking like 16 
I could be reading this wrong. I'm just reading it fast. It's like $168 billion they'd be getting throughout the lifespan. And I, I did that math wrong. I don't even care. It's a lot of money if they were to do that. A lot mm-hmm. of money. More money than they're going to make from selling 50 million Xbox One consoles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And now, along with Game Pass, uh, I know I said I kind of wasn't really having any bold predictions for PlayStation, but I, I do have one for Xbox. Mm-hmm. And uh, disclaimer, as you said, just kind of based off of what both companies involved here have said in the past and like, like Nintendo's real stance on it. Like I, I really don't see it happening, but it's one of those, like, if it does happen, like, Oh, you know, that kind of makes sense. Um, I think with how the relationship between Xbox and Nintendo is going and Xbox's big push for game pass, in addition to getting Xbox exclusive games on Nintendo consoles, uh, my bold prediction here is that we'd see for the first time a Nintendo game not releasing on a Nintendo console exclusively and oh. maybe having it be on Game Pass. Okay. Oh, I, that's a, I didn't even think about anything like that because they, they do seem to be kind of buddy-buddy right now. Microsoft and Nintendo. Buddy-buddy. And maybe, maybe not a new game, but say maybe a couple years down the line, they're like, oh, hey, Mario 64 is on Game Pass. Just like no, no reason. Like it's it's just there, you know. It's just maybe like an older game could be like a maybe they release a new, like a new. I you know I don't see like a big heavy hitter Mario or a big heavy hitter Zelda. Yeah, not releasing on a Nintendo console, but hey, maybe they do. Um, kind of what Xbox is doing, and Nintendo kind of funds an indie game, and it's on, you know, Nintendo consoles for like a year or two, and then it's on Game Pass. That's that's really interesting because I. Because Nintendo, we've kind of seen Xbox switch over to putting a lot of their games on PC, and PlayStation has recently been dabbling in that as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nintendo hasn't done anything like that in the past. No, their their biggest thing, kind of showing up past five years here, is they started doing mobile games. There's, okay. there's like Animal, yeah. Animal Crossing Mobile, Mario Kart Mobile. Um, and that that's something like even before, like from the beginning, it's like nin- Nintendo games you can only play on Nintendo consoles. That's like their their big thing. Um, but I don't, like I don't know. I it's a bold prediction. I don't really think it's going to happen, but like I could see it happening. Maybe even just like a Nintendo funded indie game, kind of like you see Cuphead. You know, Microsoft funded, mm-hmm. only going to be on Xbox and PC supposedly. And I know that that it did eventually come to PlayStation too. But I'm saying you you think along those lines of, you know, I, I think we could for the first time be seeing a Nintendo game being playable on an Xbox console through Game Pass. I, I would say of the, of the three predictions, the two I made, the one you made, I think yours is the most likely. I, th- I think that's a very interesting point that I haven't heard anyone bring up, actually. I think I think that's. Uh, I, I like you said, I don't think it's likely of the of the three, though, I, I that would not that one wouldn't blow me out of the park. So obviously that would be like super big news. But I mean, who knows? Like we no one knows the, the people who know best of what's going to happen are Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo. And they probably ha- don't have as much of an idea or they obviously have more idea than what we do, but they don't know what this generation is going to going to hold either. No, and no one, no one really does. So these are just, just bold predictions. But um, I, I agree with you. Of the three that we brought up, Nintendo, getting really buddy buddy with Xbox and kind of throwing them a bone, uh, like 
kind of unlikely based on their past, but I, I mean, I if it happened, I really wouldn't be surprised. So let's talk about some games, dude. Obviously, uh, a big aspect for me, and I know probably you as well, of a console isn't necessarily how powerful it is. It's just, it's got to have games. It's got to have good games, games that blow me out of the water. Um, I know looking back, we've both said PlayStation definitely had the better games this past generation. Do you think that's going to be the same case here? Yes, but I don't think the gulf is going to be as big. I think I think what Xbox's problem is going to be in this one is first off they need to pretty much revive Halo because it it I it's definitely not a dead franchise by any means. It's still going to it's still going to do great, but they've been Halo fans have been kind of let down by um I I believe it's been the last two installments, especially Halo 5. So, I think what they primarily need to work on is making those success successful games successful and good again but i think i think they're going to be able to do that i think what they're gonna not necessarily what they're going to struggle with but what they need to succeed at is coming out with maybe one or two new ips i think avowed just in just in general avowed is is a game is is a new ip that they're coming out with that i think almost needs to be a success um but uh, the the studio that's doing that who who is that it's it's the same one that made outer worlds and they used to make the the fallout games with bethesda as soon as you say it, i'm going to know what it is obsidian thank you you didn't say anything um obsidian is probably their their most talented and up and coming game studio so i think them coming out with avowed is a, is a good idea and if and if that turns out to be a success they're going to have outer worlds and avowed that they could make exclusive to Xbox and PC if they wanted. Um, and also, I think them going back and trying to revive some some of their older games, uh, Fable being an example of that, is really smart as well, because I think we're going to see that from PlayStation as well. I think uh, there's a good chance we're going to see Uncharted coming back, and we've kind of see, seen the, the renaissance of Ratchet and Clank. Um, so I, I think that's going to be Xbox's problems. Which which games I think are going to be better? I think PlayStation is probably going to win that again. I have no reason to think that PlayStation isn't going to do it again because Xbox hasn't proven otherwise. But like we kind of stated earlier, only time will tell. And we could look back on this and go, oh, wow, look at our predictions were right. But there's also just as high of chance of us looking back on this and going, oh, wow, we couldn't have been any more wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course, and like the consoles aren't even out yet, so I mean, time really will tell. But in terms of the games, the way I see it, there's two kinds of games. There are old IPs and there are new IPs. And mm-hmm. I think you need to have both be really, really strong to kind of have a really good repertoire of games. And mm-hmm. Sony did both of those really, really well. Yeah, They had uh, Ratchet and Clank come back. They continued Uncharted. Um, but then you look at new IPs. They had Horizon Zero Dawn and they had Last of Us, which are mm-hmm. both were both big critically acclaimed games that people can't really see not being on the PS4 with how like amazing they were. Um, and Xbox, it's they have the old IPs. They have Gears of War and they have Halo, which are just kind of the same thing over and over again, and have kind of gotten to a point where they're disappointing their fans. And then like new IPs. I can't really think of any like really critically acclaimed ones off the top of my head. I know Outer Worlds 
people really liked that game. Yeah, and at the time that that wasn't even an uh, that's not even an Xbox exclusive when that was released. I don't I don't know if maybe it was in the middle of development when they purchased Obsidian, so they still had obligations to fill with PlayStation, or if they purchased them after the success of Outer Worlds. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Dude. I I'm optimistic. I think Xbox can turn it around now. They're purchasing other studios. Um, they seem to really starting to be tuning into what their fans want. So I I think mm-hmm. we could see old IPs and good new IPs. I yeah. I think the the biggest thing because I obviously we need to include Bethesda into this. I think the problem with Bethesda, especially at the start of this generation, is one, their main studio, Bethesda Bethesda Industries, I think is what they actually call it. The people who make Elder Scrolls and Fallout, we already know that they're a long ways out from even Starfield, which means they're even further away from Elder Scrolls 6. So we might not be, we might only see one game from them this generation. Who knows? Also, their other studio, um, it, I think it's id Software, who makes the Doom games. Doom Eternal just came out. We might only see one or two games from them this generation. I would honestly probably lean closer to two because I think there's only a four-year turnaround for um, Doom to Doom Eternal. I could be wrong on the years on that. Mm-hmm. No, that's um, right. But then we're also looking at, yeah, two two years. Um, I'm sorry, two games that are coming out are timed exclusives on PlayStation that right now a studio owned by Xbox is making two two PlayStation games. Uh, in Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. So it's going to be a while before those studios get back to making an exclusive game for Xbox, if they are exclusive, which I obviously the, the purchase of Bethesda is still a great purchase for them. But I just think we need to take that into account when we're talking about these games is that it's, there, there, there's a chance that this could be more a purchase for not this generation, but the next generation. And once again, that is just speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not... Not right away, but like, I don't know. Obviously, we haven't really seen everything, but like, do you think Xbox has some like real surprises that we could see in the next few years? I think Fable is going to be a big hit. I can see that being very similar to to uh, with Sony with how successful the the revival of God of War was Mm -hmm. Um, because they essentially because I know for a while um, Santa Monica Studio, the studio who makes God of War they were working on a game other than God of War and at either it's things weren't working out or Sony said, Hey, we, we don't, we aren't really feeling this game. And they went, they were essentially revived the series and people consider this to God of War to be one of the best games of all time. And also one of the best God of War games of all time. And I think there's a chance fable could be included in that as well. Cause I don't know how familiar you are with fable as kind of like a fantasy RPG game. The first game was really fun. The second game was really fun. The third game, they added guns, and it wasn't very fun. <laughs> um, so hopefully they go back to the to the to what makes those games good and maybe make a, put a little twist on it, similar to how God of War kind of switched away from the, um, the, like the, button, the, the button timing and makes it more maybe narrative or just something else with it to kind of revive it and put a little, their own little twist on it. Because I know it's a new studio making it as well. Mm-hmm. But then, like over on PlayStation, um, I don't know. I I just I'm thinking about Crash and how they brought that back. I know it's mm-hmm. not really Sony anymore, but like that did really well. Yeah, the remasters, and then they came out with the new Crash game that old fans seem to really enjoy. So it's like I don't I don't know. Hopefully that really sparks something. Obviously we have Ratchet and Clank, but like could we be seeing like Sly 
again. I mean that. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a big one. That who who knows that could be likely. I think we're gonna see a revival of Uncharted. Um, and taking a, I think I don't think Naughty Dog will take it. I think a different studio will take it somewhere else with characters we either have have played a side role in previous games or maybe characters we haven't seen before and they're just kind of using the same universe and same same title um Mm -hmm. but i think i think there's a lot of a lot to look forward to in this generation on both sides of the table on i mean on all three sides of the table i think we're going to see really good games in the next three and four years extending even till the end of the console generation Mm -hmm. but what does microsoft have that they could revive because i'm thinking like they're they're big like well-known like character-based you know ips you have like halo like gears of war uh fable which they're bringing back and it's like i mm, i'm trying to think of other things that aren't really that are like actually owned and developed by microsoft and not just like xbox exclusive by third party. i don't yeah i don't know if there's any necessarily dead ones that i mean there probably are you and i have, did not grow up playing xbox by any means uh mm-hmm. especially the original one um i'm sure there's games out there that that are um if there are any video games that xbox has made and we're forgetting um remind us in at our twitter at ramblin gamers or at our instagram at ramblin gamers and let us know what what xbox games or playstation games you want to see see revives because there's definitely some dead ips out there that we could see come back oh one that i forgot with playstation is socom which is that like tactical military shooter Mm -hmm. um there's been rumors of that coming back as well i don't know much about that game but Mm -hmm. so you know we're talking about unannounced things right now what what's an unannounced game that you would love to see from from both sony and microsoft Okay, so an unannounced game from PlayStation that I'd like to see is um, the new Uncharted game. I I really I think that is a thing that um, is going to happen at some point. I would rather it be sooner than later. So maybe we can get two out of this generation. Um, uh, an unannounced game that at the time of recording this episode hasn't been announced, but looks like there's a good chance it will be by the time this episode goes live is the Mass Effect Remaster trilogy, mm-hmm. um, which I, I would assume would be on both consoles, maybe even the Nintendo Switch. I know there's been leaks of it possibly being on Switch. That's one of my most look forward to games because I grew up kind of watching my dad play those games. So I kind of have an understanding of what they're all about. Um, I, I love space. <laughs> I'd love for that game to be a thing. I will be buying that game and i can stream it if you guys want to at twitch.tv slash ramblin gaming i'm sorry ramblin gamers um and i'll stream that game if if it turns out to be a thing um but are there any unannounced games you're looking forward to yes and like i i know miles morales isn't out yet but i'm excited for them to keep making marvel games maybe not necessarily spider-man games but mm-hmm. like i just like the possibilities are endless like they could do like daredevil or just someone and just have kind of like their own little like video game universe with i I mean a new a new spider-man game past miles morales is like very exciting to think about but it's like what what other heroes can they really like bring to life in in a video game i i completely agree with that i think if they do they're gonna kind of stick in the spider-man universe 
um, or at least with Sony properties, which I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Daredevil is a Sony property, correct? No, uh, no, Marvel got it back. Oh, really? But was it? Was it? I'm, there? I'm pretty sure. Um, but I know Daredevil really fits into the Spider-Man universe. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think seeing more superhero games need to be done almost perfectly for them to be good. I just read a tweet um today about how how Square Enix has lost a lot of money because of how poorly received their Marvel Avengers game was. And I think that's where you kind of run the risk of um like the game almost needs to be perfect. And I know Marvel Avengers kind of that that game was more of a, a games as a service. Um mm -hmm. and those aren't haven't been doing they they haven't been getting good pub publicity as of um recent times. But I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think superhero games, it, superhero games, if they're done well, are awesome. Yeah. And the one thing you need to nail in a superhero game is the gameplay. And that's one reason I think mm -hmm. people didn't like the new Avengers game, which is the gameplay was very like stale. But like, Mar yeah. like uh, Sony Spider-Man that had fun gameplay. And like, that's what people want. They want to play as the superheroes and just have a fun time. Like, I mean, like the story being really good obviously makes the game really good. But like, the story could be shit, but if you're having fun as Spider-Man, it's you know probably a fun game. I agree with that, and I think the, there's certain characters that work really well. Like we've seen success of the Spider-Man and Batman games. Um, there was an Iron Man game that came out uh, s several years ago. I think on the on the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty wasn't wasn't very fun because Iron Man just isn't. I don't know. He, he, there there doesn't feel to be any. Kind of feel invincible when you're playing as Iron Man. When you're playing as Spider Man and Batman, I feel like you don't quite feel that way. And dude, I would love. I know it's not necessarily gonna be a Sony property if they do do this, just because of like the rights. But I would love to see a Thor game. Like the gameplay, I feel like would be fun, and like the story and like the locations and the settings and stuff. I feel like would be really fun. That's what I want. I'd love for them to make make a game, and they might not do this because it might uh, deter a lot of casual superhero fans, which I which I think we can both agree. I think we, you and I, are both casual superhero fans, but um, the vast majority of people who like the movies don't necessarily know a whole lot about the comics. But the little bit that you've told me about Thor it, and just comics in general, they seem to be there's there's a lot of stories out there that are so outlandish and sound so fun, like. Thor becoming a frog in Central Park. I'd love mm -hmm. to get a story about Thor just like popping all over the place, all over the, the bunch of different planets and everything like that, doing crazy things like that. I think that would be a very fun game to play. And I feel like at that point, it would almost need to be a narrative story, which, like you said, doesn't necessarily need to be the strong suit of a superhero game. The most important thing for a superhero game is to make sure that the gameplay is fun. If it's not fun smacking people around with your hammer, I don't really care as much how fun the fun the story is. Mm -hmm. Any other uh, hypothetical games from you? Um, I was doing a little research on the God of War games, um, and my understanding is that what what they had wanted to do at one point, I don't know if it's still their plans, is that they wanted to do a trilogy of Greek mythology. That's done. A trilogy of Norse mythology, which has started and will be... Um, two games in this winter assuming there's no delays and what they wanted to do after was do a trilogy of egyptian mythology and then somehow combine all nine of those games into either a game or two games or a trilogy or something like that so if, if they were to do something like that that would be if they keep it up with the, the great games that would absolutely blow my mind if they're able to somehow pull off a nine game that would be 
the Marvel Avengers <laughs> type impressive with 22 movies pulled together. If they were able to pull nine solid games together and make make a great final game or even trilogy, it would you 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 have to take your hats off to them. Dude, yeah, that'd be absolutely insane. But that's obviously like y- years hypothetically. Yeah, it's like we like PlayStation Eight, dude. It'd be like Game Ten. <laughs> yeah, so if we're just talking this generation, I'm looking forward to the game after God of War Five or Ragnarok, whatever we want to call it. Um, if slash when it eventually comes out. So I guess the last thing we really want to talk about today is when we're recording this. It is Friday, so embargoes for people who have early, um, early consoles for the PS5 and the Xbox Series S slash X, people have their hands on it and they are now allowed to talk about it. So we're seeing a lot of stuff pop up on our on our feeds and looking pretty good from both sides. People are really impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like um, the, the Xbox, uh, it, from what I've read, I normally just read Digital Foundries um, because I think they're the most, or at least most honest, I'd say. Um, it looks like the Xbox, they're very impressed with the hardware a little disappointed in the launch lineup that does that isn't able to showcase that hardware as much and playstation they're still impressed with the hardware they really like the controller they feel like the the playstation if you want to get a next gen feeling this holiday season it's better to go with the playstation than the xbox which i think we knew heading into the release days anyway just due to the to the controller and the games coming out um Mm -hmm. but they they seem to be really impressed with the controller yeah i'm excited to get my hands on the controller i am a huge fan of what they've shown off with the haptic feedback mm-hmm. and like yeah, I, i've seen a number of people talk about it but like the the trigger buttons how they can lock or mm-hmm. provide different a different range of um like kind of force back on your finger and i think it's death loop they've talked about your gun can jam in that game and yeah. if it's jammed you can't press the trigger button to shoot and i think that's just a really really cool and if you're playing in like vr or something like that's just really immersive yeah if yeah i completely agree with that but another thing that has lifted due to this is we've seen a lot of spider-man miles morales reviews (laughs) and i didn't even mention this above because i knew we were going to talk about it this is my most anticipated game i'd say i'm more excited about this than i am cyberpunk right now um maybe that's just due because i've been seeing all these reviews today but it has a 9 out of 10 on IGN, a 4 out of 5 on Games Radar, and an 85% on Metacritic with 53 reviews. That's the one I normally look at. Um, 85% is very good for, for a game that people are looking forward to. A game with high expectations hitting into the mid to high 80s is impressive, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And I know the first game had a lot of fan service. Well, not necessarily the main appeal of it, but a lot of fan service for Spider-Man fans that were... We're seeing a lot of that in Spider-Man Miles Morales too. Not they like they're saying it's not as an expansive game. Like don't really expect it to be at at the level of you know the PS4 Spider-Man. But I'm I'm looking at reviews and I'm seeing a lot of the the suits. They showed off the Spider-Verse suit and it's just it's looking like it's going to be on the same level. I I agree. I think um I could let me let me look at this. But I'm fairly certain it has um very similar, if not better, reviews right now than the original game did on metacritic i could i could be wrong about that let me look real quick uh, the original one has an 87 so comparable slightly less 
Um, but still, that's for for the some of the disrespect people were throwing on this game, calling it just glorified DLC, and it's still receiving an 85. I think is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I I brought up the Spider Verse suit, and we we're talking about fan service stuff. What did you see that? I yeah, I saw that. That thing is pretty cool. I I think you can put that mod on any suit. I don't know necessarily why anyone would do that. I I kind of only want to play with that effect. I. I could see myself turning this on, swinging around the city, maybe doing like a side mission with it on and taking it off right after. Cause I, I think it might be a little distracting, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's really, really cool and something that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that you can turn, turn like the effect of it off too. Like that's just kind of a little thing. Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. hurt people's eyes as much. Yeah, that's that's true too. You can just play with because the suit in itself is cool. The, even even if the effect wasn't included, it's still a really cool suit. The effect just kind of takes it to that. Wow, like that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, I know we were kind of hyping this episode up as a big like next gen conversation. Uh, obviously, we went on a bit of the long side today, but we're gonna have to stop it here. Um, next week, the consoles will be out, so there'll be a lot more to talk about. So we'll pick it back up. Next week, same time, 10 o'clock, every Tuesday morning, new episode. Uh, we're ramping up our social medias here. If you want to join us on Twitter or Twitch at Ramblin' Gamers, we're looking to start streaming stuff probably in the next month here, mid-December. We're talking about a Crash Bandicoot stream. So if you're interested, give us a follow and you'll be notified when that starts. Do you have anything you'd like to add about that? Uh, yeah, so with, with the Crash Bandicoot stream, so it's just for for uh, for you guys who, if we have any listeners who don't know us, um, Adam and I don't live together, so we don't get to see each other in person. We record these episodes, um, just over over Discord in our in our separate rooms because we live about an hour away. So what we're planning on doing is, I'm gonna head down over Christmas break because I'm in school. I'm gonna head down there for a week, and we're really gonna plan ahead a bunch of content. We're talking ten. 10 YouTube videos, potentially some streams. So with that Crash Bandicoot stream, what we're planning on doing is just streaming those games until we finish having potentially a 15 to 20 hour live stream, as I assume is how long it will take us to finish it because we're both really good at games. So it's not going to take us too long. Um, But then we're going to edit that down into condensed videos along with a lot of other content. So if you want to keep up with that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Ramblin' Gamers. Our Twitch is twitch.tv slash Ramblin' Gamers. And we will have a YouTube channel to update you guys recent uh, in the near future is probably going to be rambling gamers if we're being on honest so um just keep an eye out for that and please follow us on social media and share with a friend if you're able to please 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 we want to grow our audience so we can do a lot more fun stuff here um but until next week i'm adam and i was joined today by matt this is matt see you next week